Hello and welcome back. My name is Dr. Christopher Gennari and this is Great Big History Podcast. Here we begin with our first episode of History 102 from around 1500 to the modern times to like 2001. Episode 1, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. But who will rule the world? Because in this class, somebody will. And so, ruling the world is not a new thing, nor is the use of power. And so we're going to do a bunch of quotes that go all the way back to Thucydides, quoting Athenian generals in 426 B.C., the strong do what they will, and the weak suffer what they must. That is from a scene in which Athens was justifying the committing of a genocide. This class... We're going to talk about some genocides. Philip II, to his son Alexander, on his taming of the great war horse Bucephalus. O my son, look thee out a kingdom equal to and worthy of thyself, for Macedonia is too little for thee. If you're an Iron Maiden fan, you know the song Alexander the Great off... um, Somewhere in Time album has a rewriting, a, a more modern version of that quote from Plutarch. Seek thee out a larger kingdom, for Macedon is too small for thee. Prime Minister Salisbury, in 1898, the living nations will gradually encroach on the territory of the dying and the seeds and causes of the conflict amongst civilized nations will speedily appear. And Monsieur Darcy, in around 1900, those who do not advance go backwards, and those who go back go under. You could see in both of those the influence of Darwin, that either you're living and growing, or you're shrinking and dying. That the world is divided up into the great and the weak. Back to Thucydides. And if you're the strong, you do what you want. Those who do not advance go backwards. So you must advance. You must change. You must evolve. Because those who go back go under. Alexis de Tocqueville in Democracy in America, which we'll see again and again in this class. There are two great nations in the world. Now remember, he's writing in 1835. There are two great nations in the world, which, starting from different points, seem to be advancing toward the same goal, the Russians and the Anglo-Americans, meaning the United States. Each seems to be called by some secret design of providence, one day to hold in its hand the destinies of half the world. All other nations seem to have reached their natural limits, and they have only to maintain their power, but these are still in the act of growth. In 1835, neither the Russian Empire, despite having just defeated Napoleon and marching armies to Paris, nor America, the United States, which was just then starting to settle out beyond the Mississippi, were all that powerful, were all that important. 
were all that taken seriously. Now, the Russians had defeated Napoleon and still weren't taken seriously in 1835. But it was what Tocqueville was discussing was their potential. Russia had an immense amount of territory in Europe and all of Russian Asia, all of Siberia, to harvest. The United States had everything beyond the Mississippi. Now, half of that beyond the Mississippi was Mexico, was northwestern Mexico. And the Tocqueville's already talking about how they're going to the United States was going to take that part of Mexico. In 1835, Texas was just revolting, gaining its independence from Mexico. And so again, those who advance, Russia and the United States were advancing, advancing. They had size. Hobbes, why did the gods make kings and queens if not to protect the ones who cannot protect themselves? Meaning there is a rightful role for government and for kings and queens. The strong do what they will. That's Hobbes in Leviathan in the 1650s. Or how about in the 2000s? Jorah. No, you are the blood of the dragon. Dragons plant no trees. Remember that. Remember who you are, what you are made to be. Remember your words. Daenerys, fire and blood. Daenerys of the House Targaryen, first of her name, the Unburnt, Queen of the Andals, the Ronar, the First Men, Queen of Marine, Khaleesi of the Great Grass Sea, Protector of the Realm, Lady Regent of the Seven Kingdoms, Breaker of Chains, and Mother of Dragons. Right about here, I should quote Ani DeFranco's song, Everyone Wants to Be an Effin' Napoleon. Everyone in this, so far, we've talked about, all talked about it. And I will end this small little lecture with Eddie Izzard. In one of his masterful stand-up scenes, where he basically describes our class. Boy, your diary must look odd. Diary meaning your schedule, your planner. It's British. Your diary must look odd. Death, 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 lunch. Death, 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 quick shower. Afternoon tea. That's our class. Our class, especially with the invention of gunpowder, but even without, with the great plagues, is death and death and death. And we will talk about other things. We'll talk about the Taj Mahal, which itself is a brilliant, beautiful building built to commemorate a death. It's love, but also death. We'll talk about science and enlightenment. Will Descartes will invent the individual? The Reformation. 
Catholic church art going up on the walls. Michelangelo. But we also talk about death and death and death and the trauma of this class, the trauma on the people and the events. So that's where we begin our class. Everyone wants to rule the world. Everybody wants, and everyone wants to be Napoleon. And to do that, you have to break a lot of systems, a lot of people. You have to cut the heads off the rich. You have to destroy the poor. You have to grind the poor down into a nub. You have to enslave millions of people. This is a hard class. But it gets us. It creates us. It invents us. The world you live in is the sum, is the addition, is the subtraction, is the multiplication of all of these things. And to understand yourself, to understand who you are and where you are in the world right now and how you affect the world and how the world affects you, we do this class. Thank you. Be safe. Take care.